Welcome to the Health Watch Kent podcast, where we get to speak to some of the most influential people in health and social care locally and nationally. My name is Steve Einer and I'm the Chief Executive of Health Watch Kent, and we're the independent champion of the public in health and social care. Just a warning, uh, if you're listening to this and you're a member of the public, this is a slightly different episode where we're talking to the new National Director of Healthwatch England, which is the umbrella body for all health watches all across the country. So this was an opportunity to talk to Imelda as she's quite new in post, so that other local health watches across the county can hear her experiences in her first few months and what she's got to say and some of her thoughts for the future. But if you are a member of the public and a resident in Kent and you have an experience of health or social care in that area, good or bad, that you want to tell someone about, then you can contact Healthwatch Kent on 0808 801 0102 or go to our website healthwatchkent.co.uk. And now here is my conversation with Imelda Redmond, National Director of Healthwatch England. Welcome to the Healthwatch Kent Podcast. Imelda, thank you very much for um, agreeing to talk to us today. Um, I was just wondering if we could start with just getting to know you a little bit more, talk about where you've come from and your experiences up to this point. Well, thank you very much for asking me to do this. Um, I, I'm, I'm very lucky, I think, in my working life. I, uh, quite young, managed to um, start working in the voluntary sector and have absolutely loved it. I think it's a huge privilege to work in the voluntary sector. In my early days, I was working in um, very small local organisations, some of them running childcare services, uh, others providing um, support to uh, women who were from abroad, a whole range of things. And I, I've always felt that it's a huge privilege to actually work in this sector, to earn your money doing something that you feel passionate about and that you hope adds some good to society. My most recent jobs, um, I, was, uh, I was Chief Executive of Carers UK for about eight years. I think I was there for 12 years in total. Carers UK supports family carers, campaigns for, for family carers. It's a membership organisation, very vibrant, uh, a brilliant organisation, I have to say, has huge impact right across government. And in some ways, Healthwatch reminds me of that particular job, you know, really about getting the views of people from the ground through to bring about big system change as well as the small change on the ground that helps that one person. And, and that's what I got from Carers UK, and I'm feeling that again here at Healthwatch. After I left Carers UK, I worked with Marie Curie. Again, a huge privilege to work with people who are at the end of their lives. And and I absolutely loved it there. And, uh, we were working with um, the hospices up and down the country. We were working with people who who were very ill, really at the end of their life. And, and, and the generosity of those people was amazing. I mean, they, they shared with us their stories and their experiences to really help us shape the services and help help us design care as you uh, sorry help us design uh, Marie Curie for the future and to make sure that we were really responding to the, the needs of people at the end of their life and also their families and how we could do that in a much more holistic way than we had done before so again huge privilege 
I then I then decided that I would go and work uh, again with children and families, which is what I'd done when I left school at 16. I became a nursery nurse. And I thought, oh, it'd be really quite interesting to go and do, go back and do that work. And so my last charity was uh, a charity that had something like 100 children's centres, 50 nurseries, youth clubs up and down the country. Great partnership with the RAF where we worked really closely with them, providing services on all their bases. Lovely organisation. Um, but actually, I really missed health and social care. I think that's my real passion. And I think the people that work in health and social care are extraordinary. And they, uh, by and large, um, have really have the you know the interests of the public at heart and want to do the best they can so when the job at health watch came up i just thought you know that sounds really interesting and of course i know of health watch i thought well at this point in its development it's four years old it will be sort of hopefully have lots of development opportunities it won't be a sort of organization that says we do it this way and it can only be done this way so that i could bring some of the knowledge and experience that i have from other work and bring it into Health Watch. So here I am. <laughs> and so it sounds like you, in previous roles, you've had that experience of, um, you've seen the value of talking to people that are receiving the services mm. and how much they can bring to kind of what those services should look like from having experienced them. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's been core to my work all my working life, to be frank. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I, I was running this fantastic charity for uh, people with disabilities, and that was from naught right through to about 35. And at that point, and that was, as you can tell, a very long time ago now, um, the we had people with learning disabilities on our board of trustees. We had user groups then. We did really great engagement with with people about what you know what the services should look like how they would also influence the design and development of services right across the borough the London borough that we were in so it's always been at my core and what was really interesting was when when I was at Marie Curie and we were looking at how you design and develop end of life care for people there was a sort of reticence to asking dying people what was right and what was really interesting for me was asking asking people through our networks at Marie Curie whether they would be prepared to take part in an ethnographic study on what it's like in depth with a researcher and we got people coming forward saying yes and the generosity of that I think is amazing but there is no doubt it changed how we delivered services and has and will also uh, is changing how we help the sector talk about the sorts of support and care that people need at the end of their life. So for me, it's fundamental. You know, Carers UK was a membership organisation of carers. It was vibrant. It was you know like membership organisations are a movement of people. Um, our policy was driven by the needs of carers. It wasn't um, abstract theoretical work. It was really grounded in what people needed and mm. wanted. Mm. So kind of seem to be loads of experience that you can really bring to bear with Health Watch um, and, and looking at kind of uh, all those issues through kind of what the network's doing. So you've you've taken the role of National Director and how long has it been now? It, uh, six months. Six months. And so kind of, um, I think I remember looking at the job description, but what is it, 
what are the key things of the job that, that you think it's there to do? Well, I've completely forgotten what was ever in the job description, <laughs> as you do once you get, get into an organisation and you start focusing on, um, on, on how do we use our resources to have greatest impact. And whatever was on that job description is neither here nor there. It's working with the resources you've got and the people you've got and the network you've got to have the greatest impact. And for me, I think that's what I'm really focusing on. I, I, as I go out and about around the network, I'm seeing some really quite brilliant work that's having a big impact on people's lives. I'm seeing small pieces of work that are having a nice impact. You know, I'm seeing all sorts of things. Um, I feel like we've got to make much more of it. We've got to harness that and we've got to turn it into something much bigger. We've got to turn it into really, really, truly landing the voice of the public, the experience of the public in the heart of health and social care. Uh, that's our task. And so all our efforts have to go into that. So it's harnessing what's happening at a local level, but also using that to influence where you can at a national, regional level. Uh, and, and again, most of the work I've done in the past is very much about that. You know, it's very much it's about getting the voice of people through, but then using that to have significant and lasting impact. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what we've got to do here. And I guess in previous roles, you've had a particular focus um, so whether it's people who are end of life or uh, um, whatever. So, and I guess that's one of the difficulties with Health Watch mm -hmm. is it's so broad. Um, kind of, what are some of the are any things kind of coming through as as things that you keep hearing about a lot that could kind of be things that we work on. I think one of the strengths of HealthWatch is, 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 is the scope of it, to be honest. There aren't many organisations in this complex system that we're working within that have a brief that goes from naught right the way through to end of life, uh, that work right across all of health and to all of social care, you know, primary, secondary care. So we have a unique view of the system, the total system, and we have a unique view of people's journey through that system at different points in their life. And I think that's incredibly powerful. Um, so, so although it's very wide, I think it's its strength too, and, and, and our task is to really be able to articulate that and to demonstrate its impact. Mm -hmm. um, so that excites me actually about it, and I've forgotten the second part that you asked me. <laughs> well, then, kind of, have you sort of seen anything that you think, ah, there, there's kind of something that might help us come to... Uh, some priorities or some key things that we want to do, or um, you know, how how do you focus? Well, I'm not trying to focus at the moment. That uh, we we are this week launching the consultation into our new strategy. So we've begun conversations with people in the network, with uh, key stakeholders right across the sector, on um, on what our future plan should be. What should we focus on? At the moment, I'm not trying to focus down. At the moment, I'm into let's look, let's let's open up and consider all our options. And then over the next few months, with continuing conversations with that whole broad range of stakeholders, uh, and then testing the ideas, and then going back to people and testing, then we'll start narrowing down. Uh, um, uh, the meeting that I, I, I was at this morning um, of the Southeast Regional Network has set, you know, I've got about 20,000 ideas about where we could go, and I'm not going to say that's the answer because. Mm -hmm. 
there's a there's it's an iterative process isn't it you, see, you know at the moment i'm into expansive and then we'll test and then we'll will refine and of course it all has to fit in with it within our resources mm. Mm. and and that's that's you know that is that the resources are what they are so we we have to make sure that we have huge impact for that resource mm. so um no i'm not prioritizing yet <laughs> <laughs> um have there been any things that, that um you've come into the role and been pleasantly surprised about or kind of that have found particularly interesting or you've been really pleased to see? Um, I wouldn't want to say pleasantly surprised because I know I know what the sector's like but um, so I expected to see some great stuff but but when I sit and talk to people very specifically about what they're doing within their health health watch it's um, some of it is really amazing considering the resources people have got they are doing a huge amount and it's making a big difference. So that's a really it, that's really nice for me to have found that I didn't know because I hadn't really had contact at that depth of knowledge of level before with Local Health Watch. Uh, I I really um, have been impressed by how hard people in the Local Health Watch work at getting to people who don't often have a voice within the health and social care system. And uh, you know, and I've seen some really great examples of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, certainly, kind of, I I find in Kent that that's something that's often really lacking um, is that anybody kind of having the time or resource to go out and talk to people, you know, where they are um, and in the groups that they they naturally come together in. So um, I think that's something that Health Watch. Bring, really brings to the to the whole picture. Yes. Um, so going forward, so you mentioned that there's um, consultation on the strategy starting right now. So um, what sort of things are you, are you asking people? Uh, I want to know from people. Well, it depends on who. If I sort of segment the people that I'm asking. So I, I'm uh, talking to lots of uh, senior people right across the sector, so people from the Royal Colleges, uh, from uh, NHS England, from, uh, you know, right across CQC, Department of Health, and and for them I'm asking them, I'm asking them about what they think our priority should be and how could we align with their programmes of work, because I think the critical thing is not to try to get them to it would be unrealistic to get them to try to bend towards us. Let's see what they're doing and let's see what we can hook on and help them uh, so that we get in a slipstream and move with them. And people are being really, again, very open, very generous. Uh, I've been out to see quite a few people as part of my induction and the door is quite open, actually. Right. You know, so at a national level? At a national level, yes. Right. Yes, the top... top um, you know layers of management in the NHS and in in uh, Department of Health. Um, I couldn't ask for better access. Really, they've been they've been very good. So one thing, because I mean it's quite nice, isn't it, to go around and kind of refresh those relationships and, and, yes. and have those conversations again because it might have been a little while since they've had them. Yes, um, yes. And so for people in local health watches that are struggling a little bit to build a relationship with their local clinical commissioning group or NHS England or social care, potentially 
there's if they can raise that with Healthwatch England, there might be a conversation that could be had about kind of well at, at this level. Um, you're supposed to be, you know, what we're being told is you're supposed to be working with us. So yes. kind of certainly from that from that senior level, you need to be engaging with Healthwatch. Yes. I mean, one of the things we're, I'm trying to do as I go around is looking to see how we can get agreements with all the, you know, lots of different organisations about how they will work with Healthwatch England and how they will work at a local level too, in a way that's productive for both, not overwhelming for both or, or demanding, you know, too demanding because people are very time poor in the sector generally. Uh, so we're looking at how we broker that and, and some of it is, is um, really about making sure that we have, um, that people understand the value and, and cascade that through their organisations. Uh, and I have to say, once you spend a bit of time with people, they get the value of it quite quickly. Right. They do, they genuinely do. They, they, they know it's right to have, to have people's voice at the heart. So generally you're finding that, that at that senior level um, they want it to happen? They do. I would say they do want it to happen. Um, I think that um, we have to remember Healthwash in the, in the, in the world of organisations is still a relatively young organisation. There are quite a few organisations that are sort of in the same position. They came out of the 2012 um, reorganisation of health and social care. The, um, through that legislation, and they're beginning to find their feet. It's 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 not you know it's the sort of as you'd expect. It takes a couple of years for organisations to identify you know get their identity right, get their yeah. culture right. Then it takes another one to start moving forward. And um, and yesterday I met with people from the um, East of England uh, Clinical Senate. Right. Now Clinical Senates have don't think have had a great deal of contact with health watch they came out of the same legislation they feel like they're just lifting their heads up now right. and they're beginning to look around and go where are our partners here oh my word health watch is a key partner here okay. so that's really interesting i think i think it feels like it feels like we're at the right place as we should be in our development okay that's reassuring because i know kind of um my health watch certainly took time to work out how to do what it needed to do mm. um, and what we found is that um, you can't stand still because you, you'll try an approach, you'll adapt something, you'll do something, oh that's not worked, you'll try something else and you, you almost have to keep looking at which bits aren't working as well as you like and okay what do we do instead so yes. kind of we, we're almost in this annual cycle of we need to review certain aspects of what we're doing because it's not quite working. Or it might work this year, but it won't work next next year yeah, because yeah. there's different personalities involved. Yeah. But you know that's one of the things that really attracts me to this sector because because it's quite dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, because people care about you know improving you know people's experience of health and social care. They will try different methods to get there. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, you know we do this and then we do this and then we do this. Mm -hmm. You know the, that sort of dynamic approach to it is really exciting, I think. Mm. And do you kind of find that people are feeling confident about demonstrating how well they're doing and what outcomes they're achieving, or is that still something that, that health watches are struggling with? Because certainly we struggle with it a bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I think people struggle with it. And there's a, there's a couple of things going on. One is it's very hard to 
demonstrate impact when it's about influence mm. and um, it's very hard it's very you know, it, it isn't like we can do a great big trial and then leave you know like a randomized control sample and leave a group of people with no voice and then bring a people group in it, you know it's as I say it's quick and it's dynamic mm. I think also that people might the culture of this sector and I would say that in the wider from the voluntary sector and the health watch network um, are often impatient for um, for impact mm -hmm. and we're never happy with where we're at yeah, yeah. and I, I've always felt every organization I've worked in that people feel that if only they were a year ahead now they'd be okay but they'll always feel that when they get there next year and they've done what they set out to do they're then hungry to be a year ahead again in their development so I think we're quite hard on ourselves um, but I do think that we need to do more of making sure that we've got the tools in place to start collecting impact more meaningfully because that's the point <laughs> you know that's the point that's that's the only point in us really is that we have impact and there's a conversation we've been having in the office at Health Watch England um, you know what's our risks what risks are we carrying and I you know I keep repeating back to the team our only risk is that we have no impact that's yeah. our biggest risk yeah. everything else is very manageable yeah yeah and, and kind of I guess what perhaps some struggle with is impact feels like a big word yes you know yes. It's a, you're looking for something that's completely changed a service and actually yes. perhaps it's it, it's a very small change but when you kind of look at the lots of small changes that you're able to effect yes. altogether, it, it, you're making an impression, you're making progress. Um, and, and I think even if you're leaving in people's minds, in, in staff and um, providers and commissioners' minds, ah, yeah, next time I need to think about yes. patients when I do that piece of work again. Then, yeah, that influence might be felt for another couple of years again. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think also people working in the health sector, it's quite hard because health, because it has a scientific background, mm -hmm. is often a bit, um, what word can I use? Um, disparaging about people who are, not, who are not measuring impact in a scientific way. Mm -hmm. But actually, there are lots of different types of impact. Mm. There's the there's the impact that helps the person today get an appointment. Mm. There's the impact that helps the care home understand that people actually aren't happy with the menu. Mm. There's the impact that helps the service design work better for people. And then there's the bigger one as well, which helps the infrastructure work well with the service design. Mm because the people you've brought together have said we don't you know we understand that there's got to be you know got to be changes here but there is no bus that comes past here yeah, yeah. and and you bring that in and that's the that's what you're looking for isn't it it's where you get the infrastructure and the system change that just makes it all so much better yes. for people and it's public money we're we're talking about here and it should work for the public yeah yeah and, and i think that's I, I agree completely. I think kind of if we can crack this, um, getting this recognition of the value of what's happening in health watch, yes. and, um, because sort of 
obviously, if you have full-blown consultation, there's legal requirements, and so it's a lot clearer. But for so many things, you're reliant on an organisation thinking to themselves, oh, yeah, I, I should talk to some patients about this idea. Yes. Because they're changing things all the time. Um, and kind of how we can demonstrate that talking to patients really brings value, because I guess I, I worry sometimes that everybody agrees it's a good idea, um, but what happens if I don't? You know, what, yes. What's really kind of the problem? What, what am I missing out on if I don't? Um, uh, if I haven't got time, if I but, haven't got the money. But, you know, social care is often much better at involving people. And, you know, my experience is that for a very long time, uh, you would expect service users, carers, to be really part of commissioning. Mm. So they will be helping to write the tender, they will be sitting on the panel, they will hold separate panels with those people, uh, you know, people with severe disabilities, severe learning disabilities, enabled to make their voice known mm. in a commissioning environment. Um, but health isn't quite as open and as flexible as that. It's not, I don't know what it is, it, it's culturally different. Yeah. Um, and also it's democratically different, and I think that's part of it too. And I think, uh, I've, I've worked in both, both cultures, so mm. I worked as a nurse and I worked as a, a care manager, social worker, and kind of you absolutely work to a social model in yes. social care, <laughs> yes. um, and you absolutely work to a medical model in healthcare, and the medical model is directive and tell me what, what the problem is, and I'll tell you what I think the solution is. Yes. Um, and that, Yes, I think inevitably that approach permeates into even planning services. Yes, it does. Um, yes. So, so, but I mean, if we can talk very briefly about the sustainability and transformation plans that are happening everywhere, mm. um, it feels like um, certain light bulbs are going on for, for, for health commissioners and providers. So I think they're going on about the voluntary sector. I think they're starting to see that the voluntary sector can really play a role in um, the, the, the sort of suite of services you can offer someone when they come into a, to a GP appointment. Um, and I think they're, they're sort of recognising um, the, the role that patients can play, but do you, how does it feel going around England and hearing people's experiences of the STP? Is it, is it different everywhere? Well, they're common things. Uh, um, Put you on the spot. No, no, it's, my mind's darting off in a million places. It's, um, to say it's different everywhere is, is too trite in a way. There are some areas that uh, have leaders who really get mm. involvement mm. and are resourcing Local Health Watch mm. to do that for them. Now, if I were, if I were leading that STP, I would do it, and I would do it from day one, because it just makes sense. You're going to have to make some very, very difficult decisions. Why would you not have the people on board who have access to communities that can begin the conversations early and begin to get people understanding the complexities of what needs to happen? So, so people who get that are doing it really well. People who don't get that and say, well, we don't really have anything to go out to consult on yet. And, and then, of course, they'll go out and consult on, we're moving an A&E from there to there. Well, expect the public to scream. Yeah. 
and don't expect that the public will have a nuanced, sophisticated view of where the A&E should be if you haven't been educating them as you've been educating yourselves all through this process. So for me it's a no-brainer, but it's not happening. People are defensive. Um, some local authorities are not involved in STPs. Some are leading them. And at our conference, at a at Healthwatch conference, we've got a really great panel looking at STPs and how you how you do involvement well. Uh, because I think what we've got to do is really highlight when it's good and, and why it's good, yes. so that others can make that argument. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and um, as you say, we've been at a meeting of the South Southeast Network of Healthwatches this morning, and, and one of the things that seemed to come out was this was sharing. Yes. How, how the health watches share with each other um, so that uh, where it's working well we can kind of use some of the methods that have happened and where there's been big problems and might we kind of learn from that and, and avoid it happening where we are. Yes. So uh, I know we talked about kind of the sharing goes on um, but that's always been a really nice part of the network and you know the, the, everybody tends to sort of their stuff where they can mm. and they share it if they're asked for it. So yeah. Is that something that you'd like to see continuing? Oh absolutely. I'd like to build on it. I think as I said, I think there's there's some fabulous stuff going on out there. I think the more that we have a sort of um, a sort of free flowing exchange that people access themselves when they want it, the better. Uh, the more that we then at Healthwatch England can get the those gems and turn them into national policy, I think will will also help. But the, it, we got a bit of way to go on that. I have to say, I think people's intentions to share are good. I don't think our mechanisms particularly are there, um, but people are busy, so we've got to somehow incentivized to make it a really important part of the role that you share because I don't know, if you're sending out a report or something you have to send it to a certain group anyway so why not just have your list ready and just yeah. ping it off again yeah. you know yeah. I, mean, I think from a health watch point of view it's not actually been that long that um, the data that's in the um, CRM system the, the customer relationship management system um, was actually being looked at Yes. So yes. it's only been like six months, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's actually been really nice because one, once or twice we've had someone from Health Watching Room come back to us and say, "Well, oh, can I just clarify what you've, you know, what this is?" Yes. And, you know, and sometimes they'll pick up on safeguarding things and say, "Oh, have you thought about safeguarding here?" And so it's been really helpful. And, and yeah, so having that feedback loop, isn't it? Yes. Like, yeah, you shared it. This is what we did with it. I'll feed that back to the team. It's a new team. And um, I've heard that actually um, from other people that they're really pleased to get the phone call and say, um, even if it's to say you haven't done that right, yes. they're so pleased that someone's looking at the information and using it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, kind of we've got quite a quite a large team for information signposting because of the geography of camp, the phone lines are probably the best way of capturing mm. people, um, and the um, certainly the most efficient way and. Uh, so we probably put a lot of data on, well we do put a lot of data on CRM and um, so it, yes, we're always thinking are we doing this as well as we could be, you know, mm. the information signposting that we're delivering, kind of how do we know that it's kind of 
the right standard and the right level and it's what people expect. Um, so, uh, so kind of obviously we've got things like the quality statements and things that are trying to kind of define what Good Health Watch looks like. Um, so do you think there'll be more things like that? Do you think that those things will develop? I, I imagine they will because, uh, as again, as I said, I'm, st I'm, I'm in the I'm in the listening, gathering views uh, mode at the moment. But it comes up quite a bit about people people want want to be able to demonstrate that they're good, mm. and and I think that's reasonable. You know, it, we all we do the best we can, and we want to be for people to quickly be able to recognise us as good don't we? Good at what we do. We want to be able to do that. So quality marks or something makes sense to me that there is some standards that uh, that we agree to. Mm. It's a shortcut to we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and something kind of really useful for working with commissioners as well. So, yes. So who are funding health watches just to kind of give them, give them some assurance, I guess. And also, um, you know, just making sure that there's bit more standardisation possibly of commissioning health watches across the, across the country because I hear all kinds of different stories about relationships with commissioners. Yeah, yeah, it's very variable, <coughs> very... Mm. You mentioned um, earlier about um, the, this, the Health Watch England Committee is doing things a bit differently. Yes. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yes, uh, but we have, um, we have a a committee that oversees the the organisation. It's a um, it was set up in statute, so it's you know it's part of the legislation. Our chair is appointed by the Secretary of State, and um, they then appoint the other committee members. They've been they've just gone through a governance review again. Four years, you know, have we got have we got the right people? Are we in the right shape? And um, and so they will be looking to recruit more committee members. We'll be looking to make sure we've got the right level, you know, the right um, types of skill sets and diversity on our committee. Uh, the committee, our, our committee, are very committed to that, and and so they're working their way through their own governance review at the moment. And um, I, I think they're quite enjoying it, actually. Right, yeah. Right. And yeah. at the last meeting, you mentioned that um, local health watches were presenting and sort of talking to the committee about what they're doing and kind of keeping the committee um, up to date on some of the innovative stuff that goes on. Yeah, yes yeah, so we did that. Um, my, my second meeting was just a few weeks ago <laughs> and, and one of the things the committee members had said to me was a bit about, you know, how do we get the local good stuff into our committee? And of course, papers don't really do it, do they? I mean, you know, my my report of I've done this and we've done this, and and our you know our performance report don't really mm -hmm. give you that sort of you know the magic of of change when it happens. And so, when we were in Leicester a couple of weeks ago, Leicestershire uh, Health Watch and Leicester City Health Watch both did presentations. Leicester City did theirs on reaching out to people from black and minority ethnic communities and they had a really quite interesting approach to it it was a one off but they had a they had a health check bus that went into communities uh, particularly targeting somali and south asian i think uh, and and the bus went in and then did health checks with people in their communities and through that then health watch 
locally picked up the you know their contacts and talked to them and talked about their experience now they won't be able to send that bus in all the time but what they've done is get into those communities that wouldn't otherwise have a voice and they've kept that going so they've kept those relationships going which I thought was really interesting and Health Watch Leicestershire did this brilliant piece of work which I can't remember the name of the condition but it affects a small it was a small number of people had raised it I think 25 or something like that but it was about treatment for a particular condition which has really terrible symptoms life-changing symptoms and there was no service for them Right. And and so they said, okay, although it's only a small percentage of people, it impacts those small that small group really hugely. So we're going to do a piece of work on that, and they've done a fantastic piece of work on making sure that the um, that the health sector is now and social care sector is now aligned to give better support to um, to people with this condition, which I can't remember what it is, but it will be on their website. <laughs> I was really impressed with both of them. They did some, they're doing really interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've got conference coming up and, and Health Watches all present examples of what they've been doing and it's always really impressive and can you go away kind of really thinking, oh yeah, I've got to step up my game now. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Of the um, of all the things that you've done, um, big and small, what's the thing that you felt like? I'm really proud that we did that. Um, uh, I think that we did um, a bunch of work around CAMS, Children with Less Mental Health Services, last year, and it it was actually we built a relationship with the CAMS provider, um, so there've been a lot of issues with with their services and we built a relationship with them and they said oh come in and um, can you come in and check where we are now um, and we, we spoke to over sort of 350 people I think of you know young people parents carers um, and we tried to contain it we tried to keep it to a particular sort of CCG area we've got seven CCGs in camp and we tried to keep it to one CCG area but it got out and we ended up having sort of three or four hundred responses but it gave us really good insight and and I think we found that um, there's a whole population out there that actually prefer to do things online so we're, we're always focusing on face-to-face, but actually yes. for that group, they really want to, they, they really jumped on an online survey and doing things yes. over social media, um, uh, and then kind of talking to them in counter groups, and then kind of now that service has been retendered, and there's a whole range of recommendations that we made that got put into the service specification for that new service. So in you know it starts in September. So next year sometime we'll review that service mm-hmm. and we'll be looking specifically at the things we asked for. And it's things like um, just just information. Yeah. So yeah. people weren't getting information about what happens next. I've been referred. What happens next? Yeah. Um, information about what to do if while you're waiting for your appointment um, you still have suicidal thoughts. You know what you do. Um, and then there was no kind of internal mechanism for gathering service user feedback, so they didn't have focus groups or, or, or you know, that yeah, complex yeah. process, and that was it. Yeah. So, so all those things were put in. That, that, that's a really brilliant example because they're very fixable, those issues, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And people are already writing the letter to invite people to an appointment. Yeah. 
so why not add the extra information in? It's not like it's a whole new program of work yeah. or anything. So. I mean, that's, been, that's always the challenge, is, is having some recommendations that are specific enough. Because yes. it's kind of like, um, you know, we must improve the mental health of young people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, we'd all agree on that, but yeah, yeah it's the how that's the interesting yeah. thing, isn't it? So, so it's been a real journey for us learning how to kind of be more focused and be more specific mm. on things. Um, so, so yeah, that's, and we've um, we also did some stuff around Gypsy Traveller this year. But mm-hmm. kind of our information signposting team just did off their back. They uh-huh. built a relationship with all the sites in Kent and went round them all. Brilliant. So, yeah, really good. Yeah, very so, good. Yeah. So we've got, we got conference coming up, and I know that yes. one of the things that you want to talk about is um, have, have a session about strategy there. Yes. Are there particular things that if people are coming to conference, the particular things that you'd like them to be thinking about in preparation for that conversation? Yes, I mean, we have conference and we'll be doing that, but we're also going to be sending out a, a pretty basic toolkit to everybody asking for their views as well so it doesn't just have to be at conference we want we want feedback all the time uh, we'd love it if people have the time to uh, run a session with their teams or run a session with their committees or run a session with their uh, with their, with with the public if there's the opportunity um, what I'd like people to focus on is uh, a bit about how Understanding our resources, so not you know we can't we can't take out adverts on every billboard or you know we can't do it, that sort of stuff. So understanding our resources, how do we get better known and understood? How do we raise our profile? I'm also uh, very interested in um, people's idea about how we share, learn from each other, and um, and 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 demonstrate impact. And I really like people to think outside of Healthwatch to find the best models that they can of where, you know, organisations that do sharing of information and knowledge brilliantly, and it doesn't have to be within health and social care, it can be, I don't know, your weight loss group or your golf club or your, you know, some club you belong to that's talking about where rare birds are going to pop up. I don't, I don't care where it is. I just want some really brilliant ideas about how, with the resources we've got, do we free up and share much better so that we can really learn from each other. Um, I'm also really interested in hearing about what's next for the relationship between Healthwatch England and Local Health Watch. What should that look like? What should it? What What should our offer be to each other? so that we get mutual benefit and we get maximum impact for the public. So those sorts of things. Okay, cool. Okay, well, I know you've got to catch to train back to, to um, the office, so that seems like a really good point to end on. And so some things for um, people from Healthwatch to, to think about. Um, so I'll see you at a conference and um, thank you very much for taking your time to speak to me. I enjoyed it actually, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.